Hey, what's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is a very special episode. This is episode number we hope four. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but I, I'm optimistic. Uh, we've made it to 400 episodes. I was about to say, and I uh, I think it's going to be a fun one. We we teased the past couple of weeks that um, we had used to we 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 had done a game called Schmovie Studios in the past. We even posted it on our one of our replay episodes. Um, but yeah, John thought it might be fun to do that again to celebrate 400 episodes uh, so that we won't have our required viewing or any reviews this week. This is going to be just kind of like a this is a, this is a for us episode. This is just like a for fun. And uh, I'm sure you'll you'll enjoy it, too, as a if you've just uh, come along and, and heard of this for the first time. But um, yeah, this is called Movie Studios. John, you want to kind of uh, ease us into this and, and, and tell us how you have this planned out? Well, it's even more of a mouthful, Steve. It's the Schmovie Studios movie game. Um, so yes, we did it, uh, I believe, back in 2018, and we recently dropped that in as a as a replay. Uh, so if if you've been keeping up with those, you heard it recently. And in listening to that, and and it just reminded me of when we did that episode. I I got a great feedback on it. I don't know what you guys heard, but I heard several people that were like, "That was a fun game. I would play that game. I would I would <laughs> like to hear that game again." And then you know, but we're we're not a game show. Um, so it always was in the back of my mind, like, oh, what would I change? What would I add uh, to it to make it a fun second round? And also, I enjoyed the sort of mythology that we created around Schmovie Studios in that game, um, which I thought would be fun to kind of come back to, because it was like that was very much a product of what was going on in movies at the time that I thought, oh, it's been, it's been, it's been uh, you know, four, four years and change since that episode came out first. So there's a lot of... Um, God, maybe even longer. It's been that was 2018, so that's five, five to six years ago. So there's a lot of things going on in movies now that that you know it might be fun to uh, to kind of uh, uh, comment on uh, with a new round of the Schmovie Studios movie game. And I did, in fact, write a song with lyrics that I was going to sing for you guys tonight. But then I remembered right when I was in the middle of doing it that most game shows uh, don't have songs with lyrics. <laughs> they just have like horns going, but um, but the hook, if you must know, is you know I think if, if you if you get it into a chant or a or a melody, the Schmovie Studios movie game theme song. I mean, it, it it could be an earworm. So if I ever actually do record it and commit it to you know maybe next time we play this, we'll have a we'll have some kind of theme song. Um, but now we're just our same low rent selves. What do you guys remember about the first round? And by the way, did did we say who we were? I'm John. I'm Ron. Steve. Uh, did you start by saying who you were, or I, 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 I did? And I was saying the num number of the episode, and you jumped in, so I got all kinds of <laughs> off track. Well, you said it was a very special episode, and I was just saying we hope that was all. You know, yeah, I was trying to get in there because um, yes, we don't know how this will turn out yet. Um, but uh, if if you, uh, what do you guys remember about about last time? What what what's your memory of of just the the legacy of Schmovie Studios, Steve? <laughs> I, I mean, chaos is what I think in my mind. <laughs> I just remember lots of laughing and um, like awkward pauses and beats to try to come up with ideas and, you know, connect the dots of what we were doing. But I just it just felt very uh, because a lot of our episodes are kind of framed around things and we have plans in certain ways and shapes and forms. But that was kind of just like, a, let's just roll with this and. Uh, yes, and the whole thing, it felt like a bit. And uh, for us, the first time, it just was like, what is happening? But it was it was very funny, I remember. And uh, I'm still convinced at some point, um, 
something from that episode is going to come into fruition and will be in a movie theater at some point. Not, well, I, not by us, not by right, us. Someone, right. someone will have heard it. Someone way. will have heard it and, and stolen it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, well, interesting. Well, you mentioned it's got to happen, yeah. Steve, because there is one thing that I won't say has happened, but it was close enough that I thought, oh, well, you know, you never know. But Ronald, what do you remember about the, the, the legacy of Schmovie studios? Really funny. Uh, I remember <laughs> laughing a ton. Um, I, you know, I, I like laughing with you guys. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, you guys will tell a joke that sneaks up on me and just that, you know, I just laughing hard as hell, uh, or our reactions to each other is always fun. And then like some of the property ideas we had just were hilarious. I don't remember them, but I remember laughing at them. I don't remember the exact things that came out of it, but I do remember the laughs and the the on the fly sort of creativity that we all had. Well, you you know that was uh, those were two very sincere answers that that didn't get meta at all. So I guess I'll be the one to get meta and say, well, here's the legacy of Schmovie Studios, aka the house that Thrice built. Mm -hmm. um, the the Schmovie Studios has had seven films released. Out of those seven, three were flops, but one turned out to be a cult classic. Two were finished but unreleased. One was like released on streaming but lost completely. And Pretty one sure. is the highest grossing film ever. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the highest grossing I'm, film I'm, ever. I'm shocked that we didn't have one that got uh, that got canned as a tax write-off. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll pull that slip out of the, 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 the ramekin. That was a joke for later. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the, um, <clears throat> the, uh, the film that was the highest grossing film ever was Thrice Bigelow, The New Obviously. Gigolo. Obviously. <laughs> Starring Sterling K. Brown and directed by Miranda July. <laughs> um, I will say this. The, 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 only other, the only other things you really need to remember from the last time, I encourage people to dip into that episode and listen, but... Um, I went back later and sort of assigned point values to the fates of the films because I thought, well, maybe that's something that would be nice to know going into this episode, who, who's sort of the ranking producer on the team yeah. as we as we uh, pitch new films and produce them and, in fact, see how they fare in this alternate universe. Um, it's hard to beat Steve's having the highest grossing film ever made. It really is. Steve, that yeah. kind of puts you at the head of the... Of yeah, the if, if, we're a, if we're a triangle then you're at the head of the triangle. Um, but Ronald has a point value right now of 0.5, and I have a point value of one. And that one is only because one of my films is a cult classic, even though it didn't make anything. Um, <laughs> Ronald and I both have released movies that were completely ignored or forgotten or shelved. Uh, we've produced films that were shelved. So our track record's just not as solid as yours, Steve. So that means going into this first round tonight, Steve, you are the ranking producer, which means okay. you have a little bit of leeway. <laughs> okay. Which, we'll come to that. Okay. how it affects play <laughs> in this first round. <laughs> um, but the other thing I wanted to say, this is the only other thing that really needs to be mentioned that is a bit of the legacy. The film of mine that is uh, a cult classic is the film House Tricks, which uh, stars Lupita Nyong'o uh, and the Tricks Rabbit. And it's a cross-country journey of revenge. The Tricks, Ragget, tri trips ra Tricks Rabbit is getting revenge on all the kids that... Uh, <laughs> It starts off, he wants to get an apology, and if he can't get an apology, he gets revenge. And Lupita's his therapist, who's kind of helping him, but kind of trying to save him at the same time. Um, that film that becomes a cult classic, which actually sounds about right, that that film would become a cult yeah, classic. For sure. But I, I, it said in, in the fate of that film, it mentioned that I die penniless. 
Oh my so that God. seems to that That's seems so to imply specific. that seems to imply that whatever happens between now and then, I in, I'm penniless at the end. Um, so I don't know. That's just something to keep in mind as we as we add to our story tonight. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I die tonight or anytime soon. But if I do, we'll have to see if this prediction was was accurate. Um, but aside from that, the only thing yeah we really need to know is that this studio we've been trying to get that follow up to, to Thrice Bigelow going. Thrice Bigelow. That seems yeah. like our our surest bet. I got bad news though. Miranda July is off the project. Ah, shit. Because Sterling K wants to direct. Mm. Now, not such a bad thing. No. But he wants to bring in another actor to play, like, uh, sort of a villain slash antagonist to him. He's got some crazy ideas about the film. So, Steve, at this point, as the ranking producer who worked on uh, the first (laughs) Trice Bigelow film... (laughs) um, you have a chance of pawning this off on one of us and taking mm-hmm. uh, sort of a mystery challenge for your first movie. Okay. Or you can continue to work on it and you can find out what uh, demand Sterling K. Brown is making. Now, because you're the ranking producer and you have a little bonus power, you are going to get to hear all of his demands and pick one of those demands. So that would be the way you can go forward with that project. Or you can hand it off to one of us. And like I said, you'll have a mystery challenge that comes up at some point in this round. Um. I think I'll stick with it. All right. Good. That's a good choice. Well, so for starters, then I guess we'll just, it's time to hear the, the things that Sterling K. Brown is demanding. Good. Um, he wants to shoot at least one scene in every country on earth, ballooning the budget. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Uh, the movie is now, in his mind, an epic musical with an AI-generated Marvin Gaye singing all of Thrice Bigelow's songs, which he'll lip sync. And there are 19 songs just for his character. That's insane. Uh, or he wants to ditch the comedic tone, de-age himself to 22 years old, and play, quote-unquote, as his, his people have said it, the sexiest character ever seen in a prequel. <laughs> mm-hmm. So those are your three choices. Um, I, think we're, I think we're traveling. You're traveling going to everywhere in the world. <laughs> I think we're traveling. Okay, so now you, are, you have a Thrice Bigelow sequel. Um, that's odd that it's Thrice and then it's a sequel, so it's Thrice 2. Um, in, in every country on earth with Sterling K behind the camera. And now you're going to draw for your. So, uh, so let me ask you a quick question. So this yes. production power that I have, um, yes. I, I can't, I can't veto the the title of this sequel. Oh no. The, t- the working title is thrice too. Oh, okay. Good, good, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. No, you'll be obviously, able to... obviously it needs to be something else. Oh no, no. <laughs> it's thrice too. It's just like, you know, right. This is, there's like uh, crew jackets and stuff that just say thrice oh, too. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Okay. Or maybe even just thrice on them. You know, the first movie was called thrice Bigelow. You could do that thing where the sequel has like a working title. It's very minimalist. Um, or, or Steve, actually you can tell us is your style as a producer to have a working title. That's more like the, the, the ice cloud, you know, something that's like, uh, so people poetic. don't know. Yes. People I don't mean, know what I like to be flexible, but like when we're filming the sequel to the biggest film of all time, we probably want to kind of keep it a little secret. So maybe we won't use the actual title or something like that, you know, could tip somebody off, especially traveling the world. You know, I don't want this to become something that people follow on TikTok trying to find us and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's going to just balloon production costs. We got to get more security. I, I'd rather keep us like one of those secret, vague, like espresso is the title. I don't know. Like, you know, all right. No, some, I like okay. that. Okay. Working has title has nothing es- to do with it. Espresso. Uh, espresso. I, but I mean, 
I, I think obviously that, that we, we got to go Quattro Bigelow as the, <laughs> as the as the as the, as the movie, and then the surtitle is the Four Corners of the World. If we're traveling the globe, oh my god! Uh, and see, oh this god. is this is it could just be Quattro Bigelow across the world. You know, we, we got to work that four corners of the globe in there. Get the compass right. in the logo. I got it all figured out. Jim. All right. It's well, a- um, now we're drawing to find out who is, if he's directing, who's the sort of star, quote unquote, who's the new talent being brought mm. in for this, okay. this globe okay. hopping adventure. Okay. Um, and I'm going to uh, send this to you. Oh, I pulled from the wrong. That would be interesting if it was who I just pulled. I pulled from the wrong, uh, the wrong uh, ramekin. People on film should see I have ramekins with slips of paper in them. That's how. If, that's the technology behind this game. Um, I'm going to pull one. All right. So the co-star slash antagonist slash object of desire. We don't know for um, <laughs> for this film. I'm going to send it to you, Steve. Okay. So you can have the pleasure of reading it out loud. I just texted you. Uh, it's Kieran Culkin. <laughs> I like that, actually. This is good, though. I mean, this guy's hot. He's fresh. He's off. Got, got his Emmy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yep. he's 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 rocking and rolling right now. This couldn't be a better opportunity for us to, to capitalize on Kieran. Um, kind of put him on the top of the Culkin pyramid if he's not already there now. Mm-hmm in people's eyes but um yeah no so, i like yeah. this choice so i'll let you simmer on that and you can kind of uh you know in a minute we'll kind of pitch our plots and then find out the fates of our movies or just a few more details i think we have a lot of stuff going into that that thrice sequel but there's so, still so much you can define um about why audiences should be excited so ronald it is now your turn uh steve you get to hand the uh challenge that's the this is like kind of the end of your ranking power you okay, get to decide perfect. which one of us faces the sort of additional challenge on this uh on this round the additional challenge there's sort of just an additional like we all get a, oh, okay, a director okay, an actor okay. and a and a sort of a a, a requirement and but one i don't of even gets- see i don't see it as a challenge but i think ronald is up for it i feel right. like john you've done a lot of legwork for this um yeah. and i think this is opportunity this isn't oh. a challenge for ronald he's up oh. for it i can tell all right he's ready to take that top spot and this is his chance so let's go up for the challenge all right. Well, we will. That will come into play in this round when it comes into play. So we'll just con- we'll just continue as we are, and then when when it's time, Ronald, for you to hear about that, you will definitely hear about it. Um, but okay. for now, I am going to say, Ronald, what, when you start off this new project, do you think you're starting off with a concept, or do you think you're starting off with talent, or do you think you're starting well, director, actor, or uh, sort of genre? So, shall we say which which one are you starting with? Genre. Genre. All right, we're hitting it with the genre very early. All right, yes, I do. In fact, have from the ramekin we're calling the sort of genre ramekin. I have Ronald's. Oh, Ronald, you're going to have a twisty one because you're going to have an additional requirement, and you pulled one of the genres that has an an additional requirement built into it. You'll see what this is. This is going to be a self-serving semi semi autobiographical musical featuring new and classic songs from a musical icon okay okay so i'm going to pull from the musical icon bucket that i created okay and uh we're gonna see which one you are stuck working with oh well (laughs) i don't know we'll have to see how you do um i'm about to send this over hang Mm -hmm. on a second (laughs) oh wow (laughs) (laughs) okay okay 
Tell us out loud. <clears throat> the weekend. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know if that, that means that the, the the actor in this film is going to be um playing the weekend or what, but it's an it's a, a semi autobiographical thing, which I felt like maybe he's already done that, but I don't know if that show that he had was was about his life at all. Probably not. Or at least he wouldn't say so. But I'm about to draw from the acting bucket here. Okay. Who, who, who at least is going to be the lead in this thing, whether they're playing the, a, a thinly veiled version of The Weeknd or not, but okay. we'll find out. <laughs> okay. See, people that are listening to this, what's happening is I'm seeing it, and then I'm typing it into Messenger and sending it to Ronald. <laughs> Kid Harrington is going to be in the lead of this weekend movie. Okay. Okay. Yes. I actually think you would be a really good weekend, actually. He would. Oh my god! <laughs> in a weird way, you know, the, like the way they've had uh, like Kate Blanchett play Bob Dylan in yeah. the movie. Like, yeah. I think you could see the weekend. Uh, all right, so I think you've got a lot on your hands there. So we'll 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 find out what your additional complication is in just a second. Um, I'm going to start, I guess, pulling, and this will be the easiest round because I don't have to. Um, I, I'm kind of in the mood to start with a director, so I'm going to start with a director. Again, listeners can't see this, but I am looking away as my fingers rifle through. I don't want to know what's going to happen any more than anyone else does. Okay, Boots Riley. Okay. Starting with Boots Riley. And um, I'm working on, uh, with Boots Riley, a romantic comedy, draw a second actor for the other lead. So I will now be drawing the two leads of my romantic comedy collaboration with Boots Riley. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. Oh my God. And, <laughs> well, there were two names in my hand. Maybe we can have a quorum about which one of these, one of them kind of stuck to my finger as I was pulling it out. But Richard Dreyfus is either romancing Barry Keegan or Lily Tomlin. <clears throat> I like Lily Tomlin. I feel like that's actually a pairing I would watch. Yeah. Is there a movie where, well, you know what? I'm going to keep Barry, Barry Keegan in the wings. I might take that as an additional <laughs> challenge here. But I think I've got my work cut out for me. Boots Riley surely is going to cast Richard Dreyfus at some point in, in the real world. So this is just a little preview of how that will go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so this will be the trickiest part because this is the part that it would have been fun to share audio with you guys. But as I told you, my audio situation got all screwed up by Zoom when I tried to share audio. So I'm going to send each of you. Uh, that, well, actually, I, it, we should all hear it. But Ronald, this is really for you because you're the person who got the complication. Okay. Um, what you guys don't know is that uh, in in the in the years since Thrice Bigelow, the real Gigolo. Um, or the new gigolo uh finances situation that are, we have we haven't always had the best time um and uh, so on this current round of movies um i just pulled what's called a howdy partner card and that says that uh, because of budget overruns uh they forced the studio to seek outside funding so for your project you're going to have to listen to the demands of an outside investor My name is Bob Rose. I'm the head of Ed 209 Studios. 
and I'll sign with you if you can write a script where the dramatic core of the film is centered on a football helmet filled with cottage cheese. Thank you very much. My name is Bob Rose. I'm the head of Ed 209 Studios. And I'll sign with you if you can make a movie where one scene features a serial killer having sex with a loaf of pumpernickel bread shot entirely in my car, which is, of course, a 2006 Buick LeSabre. Thank you very much. My name is Bob Rose. I'm the head of Ed 209 Studios. And I'll sign with you if you promise to cast my dog, Admiral Boner Party, as the main villain. Also, you must promise his character name will remain Admiral Boner Party. Thank you very much. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So we have to select one of these. Right. You 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 actually have uh, an investor who, though he may seem strange, mm-hmm. <laughs> he um he's giving you options. Yeah. Wow, those are some interesting options. I don't know if if I myself as one of the as one of the producers, co-producers, like I'm associate <clears throat> producer or something. I guess we're all associate producers. Yeah, sure. Um I would just suggest that uh, the first option, it would be very hard, unless The weekend has a completely different view of himself than I think he does. Mm-hmm. It would be hard to make a semi—that's semi, a hard word to say—semi-autobiographical. It has like every vowel sound in it. Um, it'd be hard to make a film that he sees as being sort of about him that centers on a helmet full of cottage cheese. Yeah. However, that might be the first—he might love that option. This is like one of those things where you're almost afraid to show the client the option you don't want to go with. But that one, to me, seems like it really <clears throat> constricts the movie. The other two feel like they could be workable. And I got news for you. The the, the weekend—this whole thing about a scene with a serial killer having sex with a loaf of bread in a car, I don't know that he wouldn't put a scene like that in his movie. That's the one um, I was actually going to choose. Yeah, I, and I also just like- the dog with a funny name. Seems like that's pretty easy to handle uh, yeah. in, in this film. So anyway, that, those would be my thoughts. What are your thoughts as associate producer, Steve? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's that's some sound uh, idea. I think I think the first option, I, I don't how much discovery, how much discovery have we had with The weekend? I mean, do we know that that's not a part of his biography? Do we know <laughs> right. that there wasn't like something that happened uh, in high school, maybe with football? I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity here because The Weeknd is a is a very visual artist. So, I mean, I think we could take some liberties with some of these scenes and, and set up some kind of like opportunity for like, you know, dream sequences that we could have probably accomplish some of these demands in uh, kind of playing with how a lot of his music visuals kind of appear and and even some of the stuff he's already done has been shot. I think, I think there's some opportunity there for us to like not necessarily have to make it be a part of his uh, semi autobiography, but you know, get this, get, we got to get that coin, Ronald. We got to get that coin. All right. So, I mean, we're going to support you and whatever you think makes the most sense. But um, I I do think that these are all probably doable, but the the latter two seem the most Mm -hmm. achievable. I mean, with this creative team, let's face it, anything is possible. <laughs> Obviously, John. Obviously. I feel like the pumpernickel will go viral. I feel like that's that's like hashtag weekend 
weekend pumpernickel. Also, like, picture if he, like, took the vowel out of the last part of pumpernickel, like the E, and just had pumpernickel <laughs> with an L. That could be, like, the single. But I can, yeah, I can already see, like, hashtags, like, pump that nickel, you know? Oh, I can also, there, there's that, lots yeah. of things yeah. that TikTok would adopt. Um, yeah, I like that. I mean, if, if you're, if you're feeling that, Ronald, I think we can, I think, um, I think we could, I think we could do that. And I mean, who doesn't need more pumpernickel on set? I mean, that's just kind of, it's not a bad thing. Right. That's true. Like, you know, you're right, Steve, because you hear all the time about how when like, there's like a, a stunt wall or something and yeah. they're like, we used the second take, but we made eight of those walls. Right. It's like, right. you've got right. the weekend or potentially some actual serial killer uh having sex with bread maybe he's maybe he can't even really maintain for more than a few loaves we don't really know is he like a dirk diggler who can just kind of keep it going you know but this is the conversation right here this is great right. this we, is you know we talk this through yeah. like we've already got so many things figured out and we haven't even really let this uh investor know <laughs> that we're going with option B. Yeah. All right. Well, well. All right, guys. Let's take a little bit of a break just to kind of formulate a little bit of a like a a pitch. You know how you would describe this movie. Maybe if you've got a name, a tagline, anything like that. We'll come back for that, and then we'll find out what our uh, what the fates of our films turned out to be, and we'll see if Steve holds on to his status as ranking producer. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they call them in actual studios as well. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it. All right. I have I have an idea here about what the name of my movie might be. I think. All right, so um, let's uh, let's let's dig into these. Do you want to go first, Ronald, or I can hop in first? <clears throat> yeah. So the title of the film and then the plot of it. Yeah, kind of title. Give us a little bit of a rundown. You know, like just what you put together from those elements. Sure. <laughs> those those amazing elements. Sure. Um, so the name of this biopic is going to be called "I Feel It Pumping." I feel it pumping. I feel it coming while okay. pumping pumpernickel. Oh, does it have like star. a does it have like a parenthetical in the title or is it just all one? Yeah, yeah it's 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 like uh, I feel it coming slash while pumping pumpernickel slash the weekend story. Oh wow! I like the slash instead of a colon, that feels very uh, like internet age. Yeah, know? yeah. Like you can, you can pick which title you call this. Yes, movie. yes. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as we follow. Canadian kid able as he's able to make it into the music industry. It's crazy because his name is actually able. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's going to be the tagline. And we just follow this guy's journey into basically becoming Michael Jackson. Point five. <laughs> <laughs> point <Am> five I... <laughs> it took me a second <laughs> not, not 2.0 no. I, I, I don't know i don't know how much our clients can appreciate that ronald right right yeah i'm sorry well um, how does that it's, lead it's a good to... thing this is just an internal conversation right now yeah, this isn't going this course, isn't being broadcast this is, this is like when when the when the sony emails leak it's like right, right. <laughs> it's like the schmovie email leak. The schmovie email leak. <laughs> Michael like, Oops, Jackson. the podcast got published? What? <laughs> Steve, you know John, and Ron refer to Michael Jackson. Uh, I mean, as, uh, the weekend as Michael Jackson point five. Um, so, so at what point does that lead to uh, sex in, a, in Bob Rose's car between a serial killer and, and a loaf of bread? Well, one of the promoters in his first paid show 
uh, believes that he's a very attractive man. And it's like, hey, you want to make this money? You got to fuck this pumpernickel in, in my Buick LeSabre. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, and when then we she, find she, out that he's a serial killer, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like people I that screw we, him on the on the door percentages, like he ends up going around and killing him or some shit. It's because the guy's going like this. Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's how you know. It's, it's by the little... way, for audio listeners, Ronald, I would call that the tinted fingers that you did yeah. the standard tinted finger of evil, <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a Mr. Burns, if you will. Okay, so cool. I also wonder would would the would the weekend maybe be releasing like three albums by the three titles, like the, so the slashes, yeah, three EPs yeah. or something? It's an album made of three EPs or something. Yeah. I don't know. There's some way to go there. The pumping uh, trilogy. Yeah. So do you think pumpernickel sales will go up or down? <laughs> I see. I think they're going to start doing a different thing where they film, they fill pumpernickel with like cream cheese and, oh and you know, like frosting from ice, you know, like uh, uh, cake icing. And yes, stuff like you're, that. Right, just, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Make it exciting. They're going to lean into it. Why would lean. they be afraid? <laughs> I would be. Yeah. So it's fine. Strategy. All right. Well, I, I love it. Um, I'll tell you that I don't know when, well, how to prioritize it in the release schedule, but I have a, a, a fantastic Boots Riley film coming. To okay. You. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's the most white people that have ever been in a Boots Riley film. <laughs> okay. Uh, Barry that's the name of it. Richard, <laughs> no, no, that's just that's the title of the movie. That's just that's just the enticement. I like it. <laughs> that just gets you in the door. Yeah. I mean, um, that sold the movie to me right yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Once you've gone white, you can't get it right. I think or something yeah. is that. Yeah. But uh, so Barry Keegan, Richard Dreyfus, and Lily Tomlin. This is a very of the moment sort of movie. I thought you know Boots Riley. He's the guy. He likes to he likes to work in a sort of uh, a metatextual space. So so he he would be seizing on this idea that the Saltburn uh, meme or viral video of uh, of uh, Barry Keegan running around naked in a giant mansion. Um, would take off and we would see the world where this is taking off and that famous people are like watching them the movie saltburn and going man i want barry keegan to run around my house naked and so hollywood's elite richard dreyfus lily tomlin and others are paying barry keegan to come to their house and run around naked um and and he insists on verisimilitude he doesn't want it to be like anyone's watching so he like the people frequently will like be hiding in the house when this is happening and he doesn't know how many people are hiding he doesn't know how if it's the same person he's seen before um and he doesn't really realize that what's actually happening is richard dreyfus and lily tomlin are buying homes all mm. over the place so that they can hide behind like a bush or something and watch barry keegan run around naked um and while they're doing that they fall in love that's how it's a romantic comedy um uh and then i guess hijinks ensue at some point i'm not really sure the third act we're still working on but we do have a title and we've filmed a lot so i think boots riley's going to go into the editing room and he's going to come up with some magic but the title is this shit's crazy <laughs> i like it this shit's crazy and i this think the s crazy. in shit both of the s's are dollar signs i'm not 100 uh, sure about that but i think i think we're going that way it's crazy i like it when they so, say shits it should go ching. Is yeah. this is this rom com? Are we going with an R rating on this? I'm assuming, or it's actually a pretty soft, no pun intended, uh, PG because all the nudity PG. is shot around. All the nudity oh, is wow. shot around. You know how in Austin yeah. Powers they like cover up the nudity. <clears throat> it's very chaste, and then the romance is extremely chaste. There's actually oh, okay. no. They're not really getting turned on by Barry Keegan Ooh. running around a house naked. They just enjoy the decadence of it. Got um, it. Got it. Got it. Okay. 
And they're still, we're not sure right now if Lily Tomlin and Richard Dreyfus are playing themselves or other characters. So we have one entire version of the movie where they say the names Richard and Lily to each other. And then another one where they say the names uh, Horatio and Constance. Yeah, Horatio. It's a great name. I dig it. And and tell me the name again. Uh, This shit's crazy. This shit's crazy. This shit's crazy. I like it. Yeah. I feel like we might need to like blur out the Val and shit. Or, it could or be one of those where they, where they, where they, where they, we, yeah, we put in something, right? Yeah. Maybe even on the, yeah. maybe even on the poster, something's blocking the word shit or something like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. It's an odd name for a, for a soft PG movie. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, you know, the word shit kind of would probably push it past PG to begin with. You're probably right. You're probably, well, you know, but, but PG but we, movies can have that word said in them. I just don't know if it's. Your title, know, yeah, yeah, it might be challenging. It's a good thing we have some connections right. with the uh, ratings board. Um, <laughs> cool, cool, I like it. Um, is it is it is it my go now? It's your it's your turn, and then we'll find out our so fates. Again, you know, I kind of I kind of alluded or teased this, like you said, um, but I want some feedback from you guys. So I'm going Quattro Bigelow, Quattro Bigelow, but a, 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 what do you call it? Like um, subtitle or what? What's that? Surtitle? Whatever that subtitle? That yeah, whatever. Colon. I'm that. going colon. Right. Yeah, sticking with the colon. So, I mean, my my four corners of the world, but my alternative is Quattro Bigelow, the seeds of our father. I love and it. the story premise is is thus: we find out that he has children across the globe and this film is a journey to find those children and if you can imagine a compass we cover the four corners of the world okay we have children in america we're going to go to thailand (laughs) we're going to go to iceland and we're going to go to botswana (laughs) okay so once he finds his children they all converge in the most romantic City in the world, the center of the compass, Venice, Italy. <laughs> um, and um, basically, not to spoil anything, but the 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 reins get handed over to the seed uh. of Bigelow. And obviously, along the way, there's challenges, and we can kind of place little challenges in each city where you know he finds the ch- the children. And honestly, like we're talking, there's some some sons, some daughters, some. You know, whatever they identify as. I'm talking, we mix it up. Are they all gigolos? Um, um, or gigolettes? <laughs> um, or or, or jiggle who's? I don't know. Yeah, um, that's true. Um, I don't know. That's a good point. We got we to gotta iron that out. I think like, maybe. Like, that does be, the apple far, fall far from the tree? You know, there's got to be one that does. That is not, I mean, there's got to be one that is not, that is like very like against it, is like. Mm-hmm. The how like how is that possible, you know? But yeah. then that's the one that actually comes around and is like the leader of the four. Like they're the foundation. They're the one that actually get them together and carry on the legacy of the of the of the gigolo. Is that Kieran or, or Gigolette? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the and I say that that's Kieran. And the great thing about Kieran is he's the child in America, but ironically somehow he speaks the languages. Of the other three countries that we're going to, and again, like it's just there's there's um, what do you call it serendipity? There's something happening. Yes, here. there's something in the soil um, that just ties it all together. Um, 
Yeah, so it's kind of like a road trip. It's kind of like a road trip coming of age story. He realizes it's time to pass the rain down. And um, it's like, let me let me get the seed. Let me get these this offspring together to take over the legacy. Um, but it's got a real sweet heart to it. You know, it's got a heart to the center of this. It's about family. It's about destiny. Um, and it's about um, legacy. Legacy. I think, man, you sold me on this. You you, you made me think <laughs> I, I might cry. You made me think I might cry at Quattro Bigelow. I, well, I, I think it's, I, let's let's end the suspense. Let's find out what happens to our to our movies from the uh, Ramekin of Destiny, right here. All right, the Ramekin of Destiny. Steve, you get to decide the order. Um, I said that other thing was your last, but this is your last. Yeah, act, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Let's go with you, John. All right. My destiny. Oh, the joke that was spoiled. You have the honor of producing Schmovie Studios' first completed film to disappear utterly as a tax write-off, making it the decade's most profitable film so far. <laughs> nice. So it's got a value of 0.5. Very good. So no one ever gets to see this shit's crazy. <laughs> That's sad. I mean, we don't have to go. With, I mean, it's kind of a silver lining because yeah. we don't have to fight the ratings right. board. And it somehow we got made up. more money that, not that got releasing it. Somehow. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. All right. <clears throat> and who's next? Um, I guess just go Ronald. Let's go in this, right. this order here. Ronald. Here we go. Oh, oh, this, this, this is sad. Given oh. your track record of movies that don't come out, this is really tough. Uh, declared too woke by many on social media and also not woke enough by an equal and opposite amount of people. A contradiction wow. that tears a hole in the fabric of reality. Your film disappears from existence. Oh my God. I mean, Zero that points. Sense. That makes sense. <laughs> it was probably the pumpernickel. Yeah, it was that pumpernickel. We made a deal with the devil and we got burned. Yeah, and that promo work with the the cream cheese filled pumpernickel to promote the movie. Of I backfired. think all of that hurt reality. We <laughs> people think that it was just the the woke versus non woke right. uh, yeah. argument that caused the the hole in reality. But I think all of this, uh, yeah. you know, causing a causing a hole in all that bread caused a hole in reality. <laughs> all right, Steve. So you're the last one. Let's see Let's how go. you did. <clears throat> Your film makes $300 in its first three days, meaning it carried the global box office that week. Yes! <laughs> For a value of 0.5. <laughs> oh, man, perspective. So, Steve, uh, you and I are sort of tied going into this game as you spent your capital. So, technically, I think the answer to who has the extra challenge this round is it's going to be Ronald again unless we vote for ourselves because we could sort of... <clears throat> we're tied here so I, th I but i think ronald rose to the occasion i don't think what happened to um to his film is is his fault at all really no so way. i think as as we as we go into our next our next season of development that you know ronald fresh start for you you know what thank i mean thank you thank you i had a I feel like i had a good promotional sort of ploy i feel like people would have really enjoyed the well, I think we, I think yeah, it, it's it's I think uh, may, maybe we actually find out that that sponsor we had was the devil. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that just kind of like that deal is is we're gonna learn from that, guys. We'll have to Six keep an eye on these partners, himself. these potential partners. They might not always be on the up and up. Um, yeah, 
But uh, I guess let's just dive into this next round. Uh, since we are tied, I, I guess we'll give Ronald, uh, you know, since you are the person taking the extra penalty this round, you, sh- you are the person to sort of decide the order of things. So you now can either go first or you can call one of us to go first. And you can also say do, this, uh, this round, are we starting with actors? Are we starting with the director? Or are we starting with genre? Okay. Um, you, John, and we're starting with director. All right. <laughs> I have reached into the director... Hold on a second. I know that's the wrong name. I've reached into the director thing. And I have pulled out. Ah. Uh, writing high these days. Christopher Nolan. Oh, wow. All right. Now I am drawing for... Who's? You or Steve, Ronald? Uh, me. Me. All right. You are working. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, okay. A lot of slow-mo. Zack Snyder. All right. Now, Steve, I am drawing for you. Oh, interesting. Interesting given, given, uh, well, I won't say what it's interesting given. Okay. I like it. So I've got Nolan and you've got Gerwig, uh, but you didn't say it. I guess it'd be nice to get you reacting. (laughs) By saying the name, <laughs> yeah, Greta Gerwig, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> this is an audio podcast. Um, yes, but uh, but it's, you know, so we've got like a new face-off, a new uh, Nolan uh, Gerwig kind of face-off sort of thing within the studio. Um, so we'll, you know, maybe we can release these movies on the same day just to see if we can create magic. Re- replicate. I mean, that. if we can't get yeah. some box office out of that, then we've totally yeah. screwed up. You know what I mean? Um, all right, well, let's find out a little bit more. So what are we doing next, Ronald? We're we're going to go with actors or genre? Actors. All right. I guess we'll keep the same order. Yeah, yeah, that works. Oops. <laughs> um, Tom Cruise impersonator, Tom Krubes. <laughs> I'm not even sure that's a real person. I think that's just a joke we made on this show. Well, apparently Christopher Nolan is working with Tom Cruise impersonator Tom Krubes, C R O O B S. That's how it's spelled. I guess that's how it's pronounced. All right. Well, let's uh let's see who you're working with. Uh Ronald. Oh, this is kind of an interesting and you know what? Sort of a boring choice that I could actually see Zack Snyder working with for some reason. <clears throat> but I just Glenn Powell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I don't mean like he's not a good actor. I just mean like him no, being in no. a movie doesn't mean anything about like right, what right, kind right. of role he might play. Uh, I think he can be quite good, but I don't know that he's given the chance to be uh, as interesting as he could be. Um, all right. Let's see who you're working with, Steve. Oh, this is interesting. This might work. Um, uh, just sent it to you. Oh, yeah. Donald Glover. Okay. So Greta Gerwig and Donald Glover. I could see them working together. <clears throat> um, and now it's time for genre. So we'll just stick to our our other... Well, is this the right one?
Hold on. Oh, wait. No, that, sh that shouldn't have been in there. That's what's wrong. Okay. I put some extra slips in this that were not the right kind. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, this, uh, this was not intended to go with this director. But the option I have for genre is a movie with a mind-blowing timeline manipulation reveal, a la oh, Inception God. or Tenet, or some movies not even directed by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> So I, think the no fact that, I think the fact that you just drew that, I think this round is over. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's we're, we're in the in the Nolan verse right now right. where that just like happened. Well, maybe we'll have to see. Maybe this is a movie that can disappear from existence like like yours did. Right? That really should have been the movie to disappear from existence. <laughs> um, but I think the fact that he's working with not even the real Tom Cruise makes it very interesting. Um so, Ronald, your genre is a movie based on a non-game smartphone app. Oh. Movie based on a non... And Steve. Based on a non... Say that one more time. On a non... A, a, basically an app from your phone that's not a game. Oh, okay. It's, it's based on your email app. <laughs> uh, and Steve, this is another case where two things got stuck to my finger at the same time, so I can't in good conscience really put one back. So I'll give you the choice between one of those newfangled science fiction movies like Oblivion or an 80s style slobs versus snobs college comedy. College comedy? Yeah. Hmm. Oof, oof, oof. I'll go with the sci-fi. All right. So you're doing one of those. You're adding to the genre. It's strange that that came I'm, in. I'm, I'm going to make the second entry in the genre. Yeah. <laughs> the second true. People have, there have been all these kind of Johnny come latelys to the sci-fi genre, but there hasn't yeah, really been a new. You, you know who would be great for the, uh, the um, too late sequel to Oblivion? Tom Cruise impersonator Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean that would have been a better option. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, we've got it we've got it going on. Oh, by the way, Ronald, I I almost forgot you have a um, you have a challenge to listen okay. to. Okay. Now this challenge may be, maybe you know I just said before we might want to look out for these investors see if they're on the up and up. I don't know. You can listen to this one. I, I just want you to know, Ronald, that if anything happens that makes you uncomfortable um, in one of these proposals, we can refuse it. Okay. We, we, we just have to take a penalty uh, uh, on that movie if we do that. Hey, this is Jay Neal Conti from Continental Pictures. And I just wanted to, like, talk to you guys about maybe partnering on something. Because I heard Movie Studios is about to take off. And, uh, you know, we don't usually do your kind of stuff. But we're trying to legitimize a little bit. So uh, I was thinking maybe, maybe if I could invest and I could get in with you guys... Maybe you would do something for me. Because I'm thinking, and there's money in this, that there's a spinoff called Screeny Weenie <laughs> that would maybe more tie into what I do, but give you guys some extra cash, too. So uh, think about it and get back to me if you can. Ron, if you're the one listening to this, really, I only want you. The other two guys are kind of boring. <laughs> So uh, I, I I can't decide if is that J Neil Conti or is that, that it sounds a lot like our old friend of the show J Jason Conti yeah um, but I don't know maybe his middle name's Neil or maybe he's saying Jamie O Conti I wasn't quite sure but 
this guy, honestly, Ronald, I've just got news for you. He sounds like a porn producer to me. He does a little bit. I, I, I this whole screeny weeny idea he had. I mean, I could see that being like a porn parody. Maybe we can like get a cut of that if you want to appear in a movie like that. <laughs> but I feel like it complicates our production schedule if you suddenly turn. Uh, your film that you're working on into a porno starring you, which is apparently, which is apparently what this guy's <laughs> trying to get together. So I don't know what 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 are your thoughts, uh, Ronald? Like, how does that make you feel? He really kind of zeroed in on you. <clears throat> well, I would I would love to make a porn. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to refuse it just because I have Zack Snyder in the cut. You know, we we want to make uh, a half of a movie. And then promise a Snyder cut midway through, so that's double profit. So yeah. maybe I'll stick with I'll stick with Zach. But I do love this this Conti character. He's Jay Conti. He's very <laughs> <laughs> very funny man. And I, maybe we'll do business after this. Maybe we could do a biopic of one of the stars on it in this company because I feel like that's becoming a thing. There's a Netflix movie about that coming soon i mean honestly um this guy supposedly came in based on the idea that there was a copyright issue with our current film so i don't know what app you're planning on making a movie about ronald but unless it's a porno app i don't think this guy has a, a copyright <laughs> claim that he can even really stand on so i think we're going to take a chance and say no to this investor but you know that that this is your film and so you'll be taking a half a point penalty on your ultimate score if you uh if you say no to an investor you might end up in the in the red on this one, mm. but I, I stand by your decision I, as as an associate producer. What do you think, Steve? Is this guy seedy? This uh, this Conti? I mean, we've had some mixed results of our last uh, round. Uh, I think it, we run the risk of uh, kind of associating with a questionable partner here, like Ronald had said before. It might just put the studios in the ground. I don't mm -hmm. I don't know, guys. I mean, it, it may be uh you know may need to take the hit on <clears throat> your your point your points <laughs> to protect the company ronald but um again confidence in your ability to kind of put a hit out you know what i mean so like maybe this film maybe this film can can, can succeed without this guy i mean i don't know I, I think he's thinking i think he's thinking of himself he sounds a little selfish if i'm being honest Mm. Um, he sounds like he's a little fool of himself. Um, <laughs> he's, he's got a lot to say, but maybe not so much to offer us um, that we can't we can't do ourselves. That we can't find for free on the internet in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yes. Right. I mean, not that I have, but, you know. <laughs> no, I've heard about it. To, yeah, right. Um, you know, I have all I think, that stuff blocked. I, I, I think, his, I think he, he's probably on the way out, is latching on to us. He probably needs us more than we need him. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially when somebody whispers on the phone when like which is a very yeah, like when he when, when he thinks the other people have dropped off the phone <laughs> and like that you would just be the one to hang around still or maybe I don't know. Especially shady. Especially yeah, when someone shady. leaves you a message and they say, "Hey, come here." It's also, it's, it's also weird that he think you would be listening to the message when actually John and I are the one that recorded the voicemail message that he left the, the, the note on. It's it's kind of weird, but I know he just left that on our on our movie studios line. Yeah. I know it's very odd, and everybody knows there. that the outgoing message on that machine is me and Steve singing. Leave yeah. the message after the beep. Uh, it's in that perfect harmony. That harmony, harmony, yeah. obviously, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I think all right, Ronald. So we're gonna we're gonna support you if you stick to your guns on this one and you don't turn your movie into a porno starring yourself. Um, so let's uh, let's come up with our pitches and and come back in a minute with our names and our and a little bit about this movie we're we're working on and uh, and we'll see how we did. I need to hear your pitch first, John. Um, my pitch is one of the strangest films. Pardon me. Um, my pitch is one of the strangest journeys your mind has ever taken. You've heard of Inception. You've heard of Tenet, right? These these movies, uh, even um, uh, Dunkirk, played with your perception of time. Um, but there's some people that they don't really go in for that. And so Christopher Nolan has finally made a movie for them. Um, only Tom Cruise impersonator Tom Cruise can bring a film like this to the screen. Um, the film starts out in a park. You see a man who is throwing a boomerang and catching it. And he looks like Tom Cruise, especially at one point when the boomerang doesn't come back to him and he kind of misses it and he has to run to it. And you're like, that's Tom Cruise. I, I know that run. I know that route run anywhere. Wait, but it's a little bit off. And the camera comes in as he bends down to pick up the boomerang, and you realize that's not Tom Cruise. That's just someone who looks a lot like Tom Cruise. And that's not a boomerang. That's just something that looks a lot like a boomerang. And as you're realizing this, he looks into the camera. He says your name. He says Ronald. He says Steve. Uh, the technology, we're still working it out. He says, <laughs> he says Steve, it's not a boomerang. It's a timerang. And with it, time can move forward and backwards. Mm. He throws it one more time, and you actually find yourself reversing out of the theater to your car, driving back home, getting in bed. And as you go to sleep, you just hear Tom Cruise's voice say, thank you. Or you're welcome, even better. <laughs> Let's say that he says you're welcome. <laughs> That's even better. So as you lay down in bed, he says you're welcome. You can thank him. That and here's the tagline. Timerang. The first movie to give you your two hours back. Wow. I like that. And it's a three hour film. I should have mentioned that. That it's a it's a it's a typical so it's a three hour film that gives you two hours back. It's, it's exactly right. Hour exactly. Still. Only because the three hour thing is sort of like an Oppenheimer thing, and the two hours back is sort of what people say about any movie that they that they didn't like. You know, they, this is a this is a movie that actually gives you the time back that you spent watching it by sending you home. Now, I again, the technology is as yet developed. I don't know how to get them to say the name. I'm thinking there can be some kind of like barcode you get recognized as you go into the theater. There's some way that, that you know, it's like that kind of targeted advertising where they know it's you. There's got to be some way that he can look at, to each audience member and say their name. But I mean, you know, this is Christopher Nolan we're talking about. It's a technical challenge I think he can he can master. But for someone to get home and realize that they didn't even see the movie, what, what could be a more sophisticated manipulation of a timeline in a film? I don't think that I've ever had that happen before. Oh, my God. Okay. So I'm you guys are going to head around it. Yeah. You, you guys are going to sign off on the hundreds of millions of dollars it takes to develop this technology <laughs> for this experimental film. 
I guess so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's Nolan, right? It's it's, it's bankable. You, you can't go wrong, right? Like, yeah, he, he's the, he's the star, right? I mean, obviously we got Krubs in there, so we're not banking on our actors here, but right. But people go for Nolan. I I, I am told. And by the way, when I wrote it down, I did this, but I didn't mention it. Timerang uh, has an exclamation point at the end. I don't know if that helps with the movie at all, but certainly with the marketing, that seems feels very Nolan, right? To have. A <laughs> Yeah, you got to have something like a little bang in there. <laughs> to have a zippy uh, title. <clears throat> Timerang. Interesting. Okay. Can't you just see that? A guy who looks like Tom Cruise, but isn't quite Tom Cruise, saying your name. You, you, haven't, even really fi- you haven't even really settled into your seat yet. And you're already, your mind is already blown. I, I don't know if it's possible to, to blow people's minds more. <laughs> but hear me out, guys. You mentioned having access to Nolan and Gerwig at the same time, right? Right. So instead of having two films pit against one another, or we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to replicate Barbenheimer, okay? You don't think with Timerang, we've got one half of a of a, of a Barbenheimer? Well, well, <laughs> what I'm slam. thinking, what I'm thinking is, I mean, you know, I got to go back to my I, I like I like IP, I like sequels. Yeah. <clears throat> And if my genre is the what did you what did you call my genre again? It was the uh, snobs versus slobs uh, college comedy. <clears throat> no, I went with the other one. Oh, uh, sci-fi. Uh, sci-fi. Yeah, it was uh, like just a just a regular a newfangled sci-fi movie like Oblivion is what it what it said. Exactly. That's exactly what you said, John. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of sequels, and I can't think of a better movie to make a sequel to than the first sci-fi movie ever made oblivion not just like oblivion we're making a sequel to oblivion guys oh nice and you know what it's called double oblivion mobblivion okay it's called mobblivion yeah 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 and Who plays Moblivian? As you, as, what you find out as you watch Moblivian, instead of pitting Gerwig and Nolan against one another, <clears throat> the timerangs we find out are a part of the Oblivion universe. <laughs> These are the tools that the scavengers from the first Oblivion use to erase man's memory and forget about what actually happened on Earth in 2017. And better yet, why do we need Tom Cruise when there were so many clones of his in Oblivion Part One? The timerang we're able to we're able to leverage Mr. Tom Cruise and our budget. <laughs> it all goes towards the tech, John. It all goes towards the tech. So, Steve, what you're suggesting is that perhaps in timerang, mm. somehow mm-hmm, instead mm-hmm. of sending you home in bed to not choose to go see an, uh, this movie, it sends you to another movie. Moblivian. Moblivian. Mo-blivian. Does the end of Moblivian somehow send you into- <laughs> Back. It sends you timerang. back to Timerang. Oh we will make so much money, guys. We don't need that investor anymore. Moblivian and Timerang is-, is How about the two posters mind. are right next to each other. Tom Cruise is running across from one poster to the next. The, the 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 poster for timering says 
uh, the first movie to give you uh, your two hours back. <clears throat> and then the next poster over says Moblivion and take it away again. Oh my God. Yes. And, and Donald Glover is our star, obviously, of the film. But I mean, <laughs> right, I forget. We're, we're, let's not forget we're, the star. But, but, but basically, like, we're, 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 this is another example of we are leveraging our directors, we're leveraging our technology. Yeah. We've all agreed to some extent on this podcast and at this studio. Right, right, right. That there are no stars anymore in, in movies, okay? Right now, especially what we saw with Barbenheimer. In some ways, the directors are becoming stars. We've got to leverage these two while we have them. They're not competing. They're working together. Um, and, you know, obviously Greta is going to bring a lot of her ability. She's going to write the script. She's going to like really kind of show her brand in here. And she's going to flex a little bit. Yeah, Nolan's the tech guy. We're developing the tech for Timerang. But I'm going to tell you right now, Greta is steering this ship, guys. She's going to bring it home. She's going to bring it home. It home. And honestly, like, you know, the heart, the by, humor, by the time these two come out, Barbenheimer, what? Bar Barben water? Barben humor? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. This, what been humor? What been humor? All right, Ronald, we've got a one two punch that I think will keep us afloat. No matter what use sling is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Zack Snyder, Glenn Powell, and this is a a movie about iMessage. It's going to be called <laughs> Blue Bubble, Green Bubble. Ooh, or love it. Type Send Repeat. Ooh. Is this another slash where you can call the movie whichever you want? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I like it's, that people will be like, that guy makes slasher films. Oh, really? Yeah, not the way you think. <laughs> that, it's several titles. Okay, so here's here's the here's the plot. In the dystopian future, androids are taking the jobs of the common man and woman. Mm. Androids live in their own place to charge and repair, known as the green bubble. In response to the takeover of these jobs, the regular humans who live in a blue bubble decide to destroy all the androids and start a civil war. Glenn Powell plays two girls, one cup, dot MKV, an android that's been reprogrammed mm. by a small kid from the blue bubble named Larry Bird. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Is there any opportunity to tie this in as a prequel to Mo Oblivion? I mean, can I we get we a threefer going? Like, right <laughs> yeah, when people synergy, are like, surely guys, they didn't synergy. do it again. Surely synergy. they didn't do it again. They yeah. can't have done it again. Androids versus humans. Scavengers versus humans. I think this is an Oblivion yeah. story. I think yeah. this is an Oblivion yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> so, can we, so can we... A Moblivion story. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, yeah we're going to Moblivion story. <laughs> type, type, send, repeat. That that sounds like well, what Tom Cruise's Edge of Tomorrow, the original title or the retitle. It was like, yes. isn't it like that? Yeah, yes. like yeah. The DVD live, die, repeat. Card, live, yeah, live, die, die repeat. repeat. <laughs> yeah. We've got Tom Cruise, and we've got a cert, a subtitle of our of our third film of the trilogy here. Yeah. Type, send, repeat. Wow. All I'm right. Oblivion wow. story. <laughs> well, I love this. I love type what we just send, done. Type send repeat an oblivion story. This is yeah. the start. This, yeah, this is what's going to take us into the next decade. A Moblivion story. I I, I like the, I like that when we Go take over way. when we take over Go an IP, we we make it ours. The Moblivion verse. Deuce Bigelow, what? It's it's thrice Bigelow now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not it's not Oblivion anymore. It's Moblivion. So so what is the timeline? So we go 
Timerang, Moblivion, and then we take them back to the prequel. Is this a Moblivion story, a prequel in between Oblivion and Moblivion? Yeah. Or is it post? I think yeah. at the beginning it says the events of this film <laughs> take place between, and it says <laughs> it says what scenes, it, you know, it tells you where to slot it. Yeah, we don't yeah, know yeah. yet. Yeah, okay. We Obviously. don't know yet. We, right. we need to feed that to the audience so that they don't <laughs> right. misconstrue that. Okay. Right, right, right. Man. This may be our most pr profitable round ever. Yeah. Let's hope. <laughs> Each film has its own fate. It's time to find out what the fates of the films are. Since I think, I I think first. betting on this on this tripod here, uh, we need some sort of positive outcome for all three or the whole thing falls apart. I like it. All right. Um, well, I don't know. Released simultaneously on 13 different streaming platforms and in 17 theaters nationwide on the same day, uh, this film, Timerang, is called a huge success by all corporate partners, but no numbers are ever shared. Okay. So okay. it's a value of 0. 0.5. Oh, man. All right. So we're going to find out now how Moblivion did. Timerang was seen as a success, but no one knows by what metric. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> Seems like our release plan didn't work out for this one. Uh, it says, Steve, that an elaborate roadshow release schedule helps the film earn 10 times its budget over 17 years. Over 17? Wait, but time is a construct, John. I know. So I know. With that, this movie... We're playing the long game on this we, one, We guys. can just reach into that. How much... Yeah. By the way, it's 10 times the budget. How much did we spend on this thing? We need, we need to do this. We spent around. $300 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, guys... <laughs> potentially in 17 years let's come back to the subject the cicadas that are not making noise this year when yeah. when when the next wave of cicadas comes out we'll check and see if this is yeah. now the highest grossing film of all time i don't know all right <clears throat> oh my god all right okay ronald you took a half a point penalty because you turned down the investor but I got to say it worked out for you because you got a full point value for your film has the studio's best opening weekend since Thrice Bigelow, the new gigolo in 2018. The mm. rumors swirl that these inflated numbers are due to most tickets being pre-sold to churches and political groups and that the, <laughs> the film plays to mostly empty seats. A big fall off after the first weekend. I got But you, I got you. still, you get a point value of, of one. So that means you're in the game. You're you don't do negative. well on Peabod, man. You, you know. Yeah, seems that we yeah. have a we have a knack for these movies. I really think it's more the age that we're in. We make movies at a time where movies just don't have the impact that they used to culturally. That's yeah. unfortunate. Well, you know, we did kind of team up on the last round that we did, but I feel like for this final round, if if it's anything like the first time we played the game, we've got time for one more movie rather than a whole round of three. Um, okay. Right now, our point system. Let's see. I have. Um, let's see. What did Steve get with his? Uh, what was the point value of? Uh, so you had 0.5. So once again, Steve and I are tied going into this last round. Ronald, you have 0.5. Steve and I have one. Um, I guess the order of things doesn't really matter so much because uh, we're, we're all we really need to decide is what order we're going to draw the things for this round. So, um, Steve, I'll give you the honors. What order are we going? Are we going to go uh, uh, genre first, director first, or actor first? Let's go genre, director, actor. All right. I'm going into the genre hole here. Let's not call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the genre hole. Okay. 
Mm. <clears throat> mm. Well, this is to, could be a challenge, but it seems like it's the kind of oddball thing we take on here. Uh, an attempt to create an open-ended narrative cinematic universe around a snack or fast food company or brand. So we'll come back to that in a second. Like what, what fast food or snack food are we going to base a, a movie on? And what, what did you say after genre? Director? Director, yeah. All right. Let's find out who's going to be directing our fast food or snack food movie. <laughs> Bong Joon-ho. We're going to be working with him on a film about snacks or fast food. Now, who's our star? <laughs> uh... I can't really laugh that hard because I'm the one that put this in there, but I knew it might get pulled at, a, at an important moment, and I think it did. The star of our film is Paddington. Oh. They're licensing him out, apparently. Uh, they can't get Paddington 3 off the ground, so they uh, are not fast enough anyway. It's coming soon. But Paddington has to take other jobs, you know? So, uh, so Paddington will be starring in our film, directed by Bong Joon-ho, about fast food or snack food. And um, I got bad news for you. The way things have been going at the studio, um, there's no way to say it, except I'll just read to you the announcement I was given. Uh, after shareholders demand a competency hearing of the Schmovie Studios creative team, insurers require a corporate co-sponsor on all active productions. So we're going to have to hear from another one of these, one of these friggin' investors. Oh, brother. Okay. Oh, boy. Not another one of these jokers. Movie Studios. This is Lauren Wareheim from Scareheim Studios. John has asked what it would take to work together on an upcoming film, and I have two possibilities for you. The first, most obvious possibility is that we fix the dumpster fire that is Scream 7, bringing back Christopher Landon as well as all the legacy characters, paying Nev Campbell whatever it is that she wants to make on this film. And for me to be a part of this film, Stu has to be alive and be the final killer, and this needs to be the end of the series. Um, I understand one of your people has like a 200-page dissertation on how Dewey is the third killer from the first movie, and this is something we would be willing to explore if he promises not to be weird about it. Um, the second option I have for you guys, and this is a bit of a reach and not a fully conceptualized idea, but I'm going to need Jordan Peele and Taylor Swift. Um, I know this is going to be a huge ask, but if you can get those two to work with us, then I would be in. Thank you. Wow, another investor nice enough to give options. <clears throat> I, I don't think the Scream franchise, I mean, I don't think we have an end there. Like, they're not they're not really shopping it around for, for, for Schmovie Studios to take it over. But I feel like that second... I mean, I'm looking at this movie we're trying to put together here. Um, uh, uh, Bong Joon-ho and Paddington would probably love to work with Jordan Peele and or Taylor Swift. And if this is the kind of movie that you get lots of people to pop in for a part or a scene or something like that, like if we're... I don't know, if, if it's about fast food... If we're personifying the food, then it's like an animated film that maybe they could do voices. But or if it's like people that work in a in a fast food place, like if it's set around a Taco Bell, you could have Taylor Swift managing a Taco Bell, and Jordan Peele <laughs> is like a customer who comes through the drive-through or something like that. 
Um, but I just want to, before Man. we move on too far, but like Steve, I, we, we can't miss this. Uh, I believe that investor was referring to your dissertation about Dewey did it. Um, that's, that's true. Uh, it still, it still hurts that, that they didn't go that direction, doesn't it? <laughs> it still hurts. Yeah. But I mean, you know, maybe he didn't die. <laughs> I like the, I like the alliteration. Dewey didn't do it. Did he die though? I don't know. <laughs> and do it? <laughs> Dewey didn't do it. Did he die? Dewey didn't do it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it sounded I mean, like the beginning of an Eminem verse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could just, let's just let's, he could do the soundtrack. <laughs> At least for a song, maybe we can get together yeah. one of those. I'd love to do one of those soundtracks where it's like a million artists like putting in a like a beast, you know, something that they didn't put on their album and they, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, give yeah, it to yeah, the yeah. movie. Um, but I don't know. I think we can work with this investor. What do you guys think about reaching out to Taylor Swift and Jordan Peele about uh, being in this, being involved? You Let's know? do it. Being involved somehow. Yeah. I mean, that seems that seems possible. Yeah. Um, I think Jordan and Bong probably have a great relationship. Or oh, least, I bet they know, do. Yeah. Th there's definitely a relationship there. I remember seeing in the press before, so we need to leverage that, obviously. Um, yeah. And Taylor, I mean, she's a, she's a master marketer, so I think we could only benefit from her. And I mean, she's probably the most popular person on the planet right now. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is a this is a win win no brainer right here. It's gonna take some. It's gonna take some effort. But I mean, so so what do you think? Like I I just threw Taco Bell out there, but I'll say I'll say my first thought was it could be about like the night people, the people who need that. 24-hour drive-through or need that drive-through open till two or three in the morning and it could even be like a siege like an assault on precinct 13 but an assault on like the taco bell at glendale you know whatever the name of the suburb that it would right, be right 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 but like then you could have the customers the people that work there um you know it could just be all about like you know the way that mac and me uses the mcdonald's as as the setting for one of its legendary scenes um i think we could we could sort of get the, a good deal with taco bell just saying your your taco bell or any fast food place your place is going to be featured heavily in the film and it's not going to be joked about as though it's disgusting it's just and we may even have a little bit of like remember what you heard in your taco bell training always do the right thing you know there could be like an inspiring speech especially if we've got taylor swift playing the manager i know that's a lot to ask but i mean you know a guy can dream what do you think ronald what's, what's the first thing you think when you think about a movie based on food fast food or snacks um i think that we should do fast food i think my i'm i'm leaning towards marmalade on biscuits since this oh, is paddington oh okay yeah, we gotta get yeah. paddington is paddington yeah. the new guy at some okay some fast food place has a new breakfast item that they've, they're adding to the menu for the right synergy and it's a marmalade biscuit and so paddington is the natural new employee yeah i think we can stick with taylor as the manager I think she's a funny manager. If this is like an Arkansas McDonald's or something like that, you know, or, or even like a Starbucks. But if she's just like, she can play up the twang. She can play up her sort of, you know, twangy side and be like the stern manager who doesn't like Paddington at first. But then when she tastes one of his marmalade biscuits, uh, she's a sucker for it. Yeah. And how it do up. we tie into the, so what's our tie in for a cinematic universe though? With, with either option mm. of where we're at right now. Because we, we got to think long term on this. Like, how does it get built out? Because we yes. ran into that. Honestly, it became a little bit of a problem with Thrice Bigelow. It took us years to yeah. generate a sequel, and not everyone was that yeah. pleased with it. So, so, so like, uh, 
Yeah. What What is the opportunity for the universe? I mean, is it more snacks? Is it more more restaurants? <clears throat> is it more uh, like uh, like? Uh, if it's like more- a restaurant and we build it from in like of what their offerings are, you know, obviously I feel like McDonald's has you know tons of IP inside of it that we could right right leverage like the characters. Uh, the Happy Meals. Um, but then also I think what Taco Bell when John said was like, maybe we like, the, maybe the sequels, we, we can like, with each sequel, we like up the rating. Just like we up the the sauce packets. We go from like, I love it. Hot to Fire to Diablo. As we move into the series, they get more R rated. Um, like the first one is called Taco Bell Mild. Yes, yes, <laughs> and that's and, you know, and, and Paddington yeah. brings in the wait, audience. We go with a G rating. Wait, how many sauce packets are there? Are there five different sauce levels? I, I think there's, I think there's four: mild, mild, hot, fire, Diablo. Well, you can tell right? people that that it's a that it's a projected four sauce series of films. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, and that way we get the commitment from the creatives. Yeah. You know, like they know what's going down. They do know what's happening, and they can get a sense of like. <sighs> You know that movie was pretty cool. That really, I really liked it. But even the climax was a little mild. And then people will be like, <laughs> "Wait for the next one." <laughs> wait <till> the next one. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> and then it just kind of escalates from there. No, I mean that's an option I, for sure. I, I, I for dig sure. that. You know the reason I like that too for an expanding universe is doesn't the same parent company own like KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell? You read yeah. my mind. And then we jump to the franchises. We bring all the other stuff in. Yeah, I like the idea of the nighttime. You know the cravings. We, we we explore cravings and what's open and yeah. uh, <laughs> where people gravitate after midnight. And what and what and and, and who's out at night? I mean, let's. Oh oh oh! Like uh, it could be like there's a there's a there's a local place that's like a rofo type place that has like chicken and donuts and everything, but it's the only one in this area, this food desert, and it burns down in a fire. And right. so now everybody's going to Taco Bell. So the Taco Bell now has a ton, uh, like a lot more people coming through and they run right. out of those like Mexican pizzas or something like that. And it, and there's like <laughs> a riot. And so that's where your siege comes in. Everybody right. like they right. lock it down. They have to fight people off. They're waiting for the truck. Guys, the truck will be here at dawn. You know, like it's an overnight in the Taco Bell. Jordan Peele is an angry like suburban dad who goes out to get Mexican pizzas for his spoiled kids and ends up fighting for his life inside the Taco Bell alongside uh, uh, t- manager Taylor Swift and new janitor Paddington. And he doesn't have to be playing Paddington. He could be playing just, yeah, yeah, just he, slot he him in go, there wherever. He could yeah. go against character. We're, we're going against tight with Paddington. So, <laughs> yeah. so, the, so maybe the only marmalade thing we get is like a post credit scene where he's like, let me show you a new dessert we should add to the menu. And she's like, this will never work out. She's going going back to her roots for this one. Trust me. People need it. Um, and I think if we get the licensing right with Taylor, there's pretty much a song for every yeah. beat in this, in this movie. Like... You know, she's got so many different sounds and genres and looks. I feel like you might say eras even. We could, we could, yeah, I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> uh, until we actually get her on board, I don't want to, you know. Uh, yeah, this is, I, I, I like it. I mean, and I think there's opportunity too, just like with the nighttime of it all. How, how, how deep into horror do we go? Like the siege is happening, the, the demand, uh, you know, for the, for the limited resources is happening, but maybe there's also an element of like, 
horror icons in here. I don't know how big you guys want to go, but I mean, you're mm -hmm. talking nighttime. We got vampires. We got werewolves. We could bring all this stuff together. Like it could get crazy, guys. As it gets crazier, it would be fun to have like the Jamie Lee Curtis cameo. She's coming through the drive-through. Yeah. And she's like, you don't want to get me mad, lady. Or, you know, whatever little line that, that's like a <laughs> wink to the audience. I mean, what, once mild comes out and it's an especially hot hits, I feel like we're going to really have the leverage to get like these horror icons into these movies. Like you said, cameos, get those one liners going. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to put them on a wait list to get into these sequels. Smash it. <laughs> be a smash it. All right. So I think, do we feel pretty good about Taco Bell mild as our, as our, yeah. as our yeah. new franchise launcher? I like it. I mean, it's right. right there, but if we went too horror, like Taco Hell. Oh. Here's what it is. It could be that thing where people know what it's supposed to be, but the sign is like... like the light flips out. It and flips it out, and then the a letter. different letter, like yeah. someone spray yeah. paints yeah. in the H yeah. or something like that. I like it. Yeah. Like yeah. It. All right. We're going. We're going. Well, let's, well, let's find out. I'm go, going to the Ramekin of Destiny well, for one last time. What a mess. All right. With some ceremony, I will now. <laughs> I was hoping it would be this one. Uh, terrible word of mouth and a wave of pre-release review bombing on Rotten Tomatoes can do nothing to squelch the public's appetite for this prestige content, which goes on to be the new highest grossing film yes. ever. Yes, yes. Taco L. Guys, listen, we need to believe in ourselves. This is what happens, okay? Hell yeah. We did this. We did this. Mm -hmm. We. That's true. Mm. Value value of one point. <laughs> <laughs> I like. That. Oh man. Oh, so we've. It's like we've diversified. We've moved away from thrice. We're now in the Taco Bell era of uh, movie schmovie studios. We've got the sci-fi universe going. We've got the horror fast food universe going. Yeah. Quattro is still. You know. Yeah. Quattro is still kicking. Leading the global box office. <laughs> Kieran signed for seven pictures. We're going to get seven. I still don't. I think we completely left being a gigolo out of the last movie. That's the only thing about the globetrotting adventure and family of the last, like, finding family, uh, is we completely left out uh, sex humor and and uh, gigoloing. But that Kieran wants he wants to lean that hard into the next movie. He wants to be. Again, again, there's the one sibling. There's the one yeah. child that's, like, resisting it. But then it's so built up and mm -hmm. pent up that, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's explosive. It's what the first review, that's the pull quote that we pull for the DVD box, explosive. And obviously it has to do with semen coming out of a of penis. Of course, right. <laughs> Plenty of those jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we did it. <clears throat> Guys, great, great session. Obviously, we've set ourselves up for success into the next decade, <laughs> or at least the next 100 to 200 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but um I'm happy. I'm very happy. And I hope that I hope our part I hope our new partner is happy. I think that's one of the most fruitful uh partnerships we've had. <laughs> yeah, sure. Assuming this assuming that this works out for everybody. I mean, it's the highest grossing film ever made. I think Jordan Peele and Taylor Swift are probably glad to have their names associated with the uh, Taco Bell. I think we're franchise. glad to have them associated with us because right. they're definitely a part of that propulsion that took it to where it was going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So and Jordan Taylor, thank you, obviously. And definitely big Taco Bell customers. Not so much thanks to the Scareheim Productions, because they didn't really do a whole lot. But I mean, like, we definitely pulled them along, and they can kind of come along for the ride, I guess. 
It's a pretty interesting condition for an investor to say, get the two biggest names yeah. involved and I'll invest. But you know, it's it's very on brand for that for that <laughs> studio. It's very on brand. So uh, that checks out for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right never a, never a demand too big for that studio <laughs> but it's a studio that we love yeah, obviously sure. obviously we love yeah. come along for the ride good to it's see almost, you it's almost like we're required to say hello to your mother yeah. for me yeah. all right man well this is great this is this is a great session and again success all around for the most part we're, we're set up for for the future here uh, well, guys, uh, congrats. Thank you, uh, your, to you, the two of you, for 400 episodes. This has been yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, when Jason Conti, a friend of the show, uh, J. Neil O'Conti, or whatever he said his name was. J. Neil um, and or J. Well, J. Neil slash, let's keep with Ronald, slash yeah. Jamie, whichever yeah. you choose. Yeah. Right. But uh, he, he was like, 400? Wow. You know, it's like every now and then someone says that to me, and I always say, that just means no one has made us stop yet. But yeah. um, it is also true that, the, yeah, this is, the, this is often the highlight of my week, and uh, I I always look forward to this. It's always a shot in the arm to have these uh, these chats with you guys. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's the highlight of our week, of our weeks. Yeah, and like obviously every episode we say you made our day, but I, I genuinely mean it. You know, to you guys and to the people that listen to the podcast or our friends and family that have supported us or listened or said, "Hey, this that was a good episode." Like that makes us definitely feel great. Any kind of feedback like that, but. It is a bright spot, as always, and we talk about that openly on this podcast. It's good to see you guys. It's it's yeah. excited to talk about whatever it might be. So I mean, it's 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 genuine and it's it's true. So it's uh it's awesome to get the four hundred with with the both of you. And thanks yeah. to all of our. Uh, oh, what'd you say, Ronald? <clears throat> four hundred in. That's nuts. Yeah, we still like each other. Yeah, and there it is. Yeah, <laughs> and and thanks to all of our in, investors and attempted partners for for chipping in. Uh, it was great to hear those those dulcet tones. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. Thanks for thanks for doing that. <laughs> <clears throat> um, all right, cool. Moviesmovie.com is the website. Um, all the episodes of the podcast are there. You can subscribe to whatever platform you prefer to listen to the audio portion right from that site, or listen on the web page. Um, also, youtube.com slash movies movie podcast for the video element. I'd recommend that highly if you're not doing that already. Uh, if you go there, you can just hit subscribe and get the bell so you get notified of new episodes when they come out every week. Uh, but we'll see you guys next week uh, with a get back to our normal format. We'll do the required viewing and uh, some other releases that have come out recently that we've all seen and, you know, get back to business here. This this business, this, this pod business. business. Yes. The studios is taking care of itself, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. And as always, you've made our day. Thanks. Logo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>